Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, Scoop. We've got the storm here for this one. Very, very interesting draw, obviously, with the buy-in round four. Just want your early thoughts, mate. Would you look to take three or do you think that might be too many, uh, too many players in there? given the price of some of these guys, like the Grants, the Bloors, you know, Paps, how would you play that one? Yeah, I think three is probably one too many, unless you're getting three cheap options. And I don't know why you would, considering the guys that you probably want are your 500K, your 700K, those type of guys. And that's just too much money to be sitting on the sidelines so early, I think. When you get to maybe round seven, round eight, you're... Salary cap will be up high enough that the players that are replaced will be pretty good. But yeah, round round three, round four, it's it's going to be a bit of a dent to your points. Your emergencies that replace your 50-point guys are going to be scoring 30. And that's going to be, if you've got three of them, that's 50 points that you've dropped. Yeah, I suppose if you, yeah, you've got, let's say you have two anyway, you're going to cop, yeah, a little bit of lower score, which is fine, but you get to loop, I suppose, that one or two players that you're going to have on the bench, which is cool. Um, third guy makes it a little bit harder. You're probably copying 20 points that week, but you know, for Terry Grant that you're leaving out, then we know the scores that he can put up. Hey, so can you make that up in the other weeks? Definitely. Right. Yeah. Uh, if, if Grant starts off strong and some of the other options are genuinely good buys, uh, I think they can make up some of the difference, but if you play it smartly, you might, not need to you might have a couple of these guys and then you buy one after their buy or something like that if you want to see how they go so it's probably not great to go too heavy on storm guys given their start but mm-hmm. there are a lot of enticing options which are which will go through shortly yeah how do you think they're going to go this year i think they're going to go a bit better they did all right last year i mean top four is all right by any standard yeah. for storm standard it's all right but yeah, I think Pappenhausen back, even if he's not 100% early on, is going to help them a bit. The signing of Bloor compared to 
Liero, who is solid but doesn't offer a lot in attack. I just think they've got a few more weapons this year. And even though some of their other middle pack is, I guess, a little bit older and not as fiery as they used to be, they've got a lot of them floating around and can really rotate and get the best out of them. Definitely, mate. Before we get started with that, just guys, if you're interested in that private group, we're almost up to halfway now on the entrance. So getting, you know, almost three weeks out from from first game now. So get in, let me know, um, in, you know, DM me guys and all the details are in the description below uh, of what's involved and, and the prizes and et cetera. But um, yeah, jump in there. Also check out the pod, check out the socials as well. And uh, yeah, Scoop's always around in all the discords if you ever have any questions as well. And this is where as well, guys, in the private group, you'll have access to the the buy planner as well. I know a lot of people are you know, asking about that. Um, that's where you will get access to that as well. So the Melbourne Storm, mate, Nelson Asafa Solomon, kind of switched between the edge and the middle last year. Is there any thought in starting with him? I'd say probably not. He, he got found out in defense just purely because he's so big and mm. doesn't have a great turning circle on the edge. He's great middle and he was damaging when he's running at those smaller defenders. But yeah, when they've brought Bloor across, have Howarth sitting there, like I don't think there's a need for him to do it much this year. So to be honest, he's probably going to lose a little bit before he makes any. So not really one I'm very interested in. You've got Sean Bloor as the cash cow made of 518K. Talk us through it. Yeah, well, there's probably two or three situations that we're going to get. Um, so the rumors and whispers that Loyera is going to be a middle this year grow louder and louder and louder. And we've got three situations. We've got Loyera stays edge, um, no value anywhere. We've got Bloor starts edge, great. There's money there. Or we've got Howarth starts edge and Bloor and Loyera in the middle, and that's value there. We've we've got a bit of news that maybe Alec McDonald might be pushing for a spot too, but I mean, at that point, if Alec McDonald's getting ahead of you, Howarth, just just leave, just leave <laughs> clubs, get some of that Sydney Roosters money, come on. But yeah, um, I, I think that Sean Bloor, if he does start, has the potential to basically be Katoa from last year, moving from a club that didn't do so well in... 2022 to storm in 2023 katoa did really really well and has the potential to be a, that 50 point guy bloor is similar averaged high mid to high 40s when playing 80 at edge you add some of that storm attack in and you could see 50 points and he's priced at high 30s i'd say there's quite a very solid chance it's 10 points of value there at least yeah well i have i have ellie katoa with sort of five to eight points of value and he's 140k more expensive, and I think that they could score the same. So yeah, pretty wild, yeah. isn't it? Um, yeah, Joe Chan there just seems to still be on the fringes at the moment. Uh, very similar to that of of Howarth there, but a little less chat on him. Uh, Xavier Coates at 395, obviously, and sort of up and down season for him. And you've got there to monitor the drop with him. Yeah, he he goes on these dry patches where he barely scores a try for six weeks or something like that, and he'll drop to 300k or even below like last year, and then he'll get an easy patch where he'll score like six tries in a month and balloon back up uh, and make you good money. It's happened a few years in a row, but yeah, you just you can't start with him at his price because that's where he'll average for the year. You just got to monitor the drop as I've got it there. Wait until he's 300k or below and got a good stretch of games coming up. Beautiful. Harry Graham, mate, round one. What are your thoughts on starting with him? And if not, 
would you look to get him in in around five if he's uh you know if he's starting well because he if you look back actually last year everyone started with him and he was you know a lot a lot more expensive than this up in the mid to eight, high eight hundreds. Yeah, so Grant came out of the blocks pretty expensive, but also scoring really, really well. I think he was averaging about 65, 66 uh, for the first little bit. And then, like a lot of other hookers, had a big drop off. So with the meta switching more to play the ball out to the the edges and give the centers more ball last year, we could see more of that this year because it worked it worked well for some teams last year. And the time to get on those maximum hooker points could be uh, from the start. You could get maximum hooker points from Harry Grant scoring in the 60s, uh, early season priced a little bit cheaper. So I don't have a problem with starting with Harry Grant. He's probably going to be the top scorer again this year. He's got Pappenhausen coming back. He's it, it, There's a lot of pluses for him. Um, uh, the only thing I would have against it is... Is his ceiling huge for those first few games? Like, will he knock out an 80 or a 90 to bring that average up to, like, 65? And that early buy, of course, is a lot of money to have on the sideline. So I, I'm not against starting with Harry Grant. I personally have Robson and Lusick at the moment. Um, if we do end up getting some centre cheapies, I'll look more seriously at uh, figuring out whether I want to have him in my team instead. Yeah, because he's a lot. He, last year, he's the one I missed out on, and I just felt like I was just falling behind each week, not owning him. So, if you're looking at Harry, just just slot him in because you know Storm were pretty clunky in attack last year, and he's obviously going to benefit some from that. And really, the big thing with him, right, is the forward pack. And if they're not absolutely going forward, and if they're defensively, they're not as good. He's someone that can get high missed tackle numbers. So if both of those things improve, and I do expect it to improve with with Bloor coming over with Pat being back, obviously the tack and the and the defense there. Um obviously short, you know, close to the line as well on that left side. If you can get Sean Bloor running onto the ball, um he can get some try assists and the like there. So it's all I think it's all positive with Harry and 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 he started well last year. And I suppose you've been touching on that that start to the draw is is fairly tough in terms of teams. And and yeah, is he gonna have an 80 or 90 in that? Look, it's unlikely, isn't it? And then that, and then that buy in round four. There are some negatives, and and we can understand why people are moving away from him. But I do see, apart from just that little draw in the in the round four, like across the whole season, it's a it's an it's an uptick in in improvement for the squad and and probably his um his fantasy scoring. There's probably a bit of value there, hey. Yeah, I, I think he will outperform his price tag, uh, especially to begin the year. So. Honestly, if he's sitting around 900k during Origin, is there is there some world where you sell him and because the centers have started to dominate and he's not going to score as well and you just get that get those early season points in cash and pick him up later or something like that. So I think there's a lot of ways you can go about Harry Grant, but either way, you're not going to be disappointed by him. Yeah, I think the captaincy, there was a little bit of a worry about him potentially losing some minutes to to Garlic or something, you know, how they played the back end of last year. But I think him being named the captain, he'll be close to 80 each game. And it's really the ones that he'll he'll get a rest is when he's probably scored really well and, and they've got a good win on the board, right? Yeah, um, I looked at those games too and nearly all of those sort of 70, 75-minute games that he had occasionally last year were at the very back end or after Origin. I mm. think there was like one before origin last year maybe two so I, i'm not worried early season uh that's a big reason why he'll 
outperform that 57 average too. Because if he's on for 80 minutes instead of 75 or 76, your 57 average goes to a 60 average without doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty simple with Harry guys. Yeah. You, we're not going to push you either way on that. I think, um, I think he's great. And I'm looking at him in my side and that if I was to get him in that round four, I need to have a bit of a plan. And I think you do as well. Um, Jackie Howarth, any, any talk on him, mate? Have you sort of learnt anything or is it, we just watching? Well, well, the latest bit of news that came through the other day seems to be thinking that Blord B edge and Alec McDonald was pushing him. And like, I, I couldn't understand that. So like, what, what is, what is he, is he just not performing like his price tag, uh, how much they've paid him is, are they just waiting another year to develop him? It, it's been so long that we've heard about him being hyped up year on year. When, when do we see it? it I don't know. If he does start, far out, he's going to make you a lot of money because he's 300K. Mm. But you just got to see it first. Yeah, it's just where where is it going to be? Like it, it's Remus Smith's spot, like likely. Like Meany's got his spot, it seems like, in centers. And then it's taking one of those edge spots or like a bench kind of utility mm. role. So I think the bench one, we're not even excited about him at 300 anyway. So maybe he comes up at some point, but let's just keep waiting and seeing. Uh, Jerome Hughes is an interesting one, mate. He, he's kind of come out himself and said he's had a pretty poor couple of years. That 2021 season, he was absolutely incredible, averaging over 60, I believe. Yes, it was PVL ball, but they have they were better in those times. And Hughes always seems to go on runs where he averages 60, 65 plus. And uh, is he someone that you could, maybe he's like around five or six guy if he does drop a bit? Yeah, well, he he's somebody that's always... Uh, floated around when the price is right, especially around origin time. I don't think he's one to start with, particularly as he doesn't have tons of upside plus that early that early start and early buy. But yeah, I mean, if the Storm do improve this year and he is benefiting as a result of that, if he can push up to a 55 average and you can get on that a little bit cheaper, that'll be really good. And I don't think many people will go for that. But I've, I've got to see it happen first. Yeah, definitely. Uh, probably next one on the list, mate, is Eli Katoa. As I said, to me, has a, a bit of value. What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, uh, he's he's one of those guys who I'd add to my team if I had like 25 spots instead of 21 like Supercoach. He, he's just a lot of money in the edge position where we've got so many 400 and 500K uh, guys who have really good value. He's definitely a shout to be a cut price keeper, like a sort of like a Frizzell bracket last year, who was a little bit underpriced having some injuries. He had a couple of HIAs and didn't he have like an eye gouge or something like that that kept yeah. him out? Yeah, so poor bloke. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com a bit unlucky but um he, he's an attacking weapon i don't think he scored a try until like i think he scored like one try in the first 12 rounds and then the back end of the year we started to see 
uh, him being used effectively and he scored a bunch. So if that he can do a Nikora, for example, score a few tries running off the back of the halves, he could he could be some cut price value. There's probably a couple of, a couple of times you could look to buy someone like him. Hey, if they do have a fairly tough start and he doesn't score many attacking stats, he could average sort of 45 or so, stick around a similar price. And then after their buy, you can either pick him up around that sort of round five, you know, maybe round six, you could say, when they've got the dogs instead of round five of the Broncos. Or you wait until sort of round 14 and you've got him for a lovely run in there all the way up to obviously the buy in 19, but he'll play 20 for you. And um, yeah, it could be that guy that is a keeper, but um, yeah, a couple of options in times that you could, you could purchase him. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, it's just hard with so much value in that, in that range, isn't it? Like even myself looking at, you know, guys like Scott Sorensen earlier, earlier in the preseason, it, you know, he sounded like a, someone I could slot in for the entirety of the season. But when you've got guys that are 150 K 200 K cheaper, um, that could, you know, almost get you a 50 when Sorensen has sort of 55 upside. It's like, it's just, not worth spending the money on those bigger price guys in the 600s, isn't it? Unless you think they're a top tier keeper. Yeah. Josh yeah. King is it 670k is an interesting one there for him at 49 average. Um, probably loses a few minutes, doesn't he? So is he one to watch that maybe if they're, um, if he does lose minutes and then there's injuries and he goes back to a big minute role or something? Yeah, potentially. Uh, he, he's somebody that kind of surprised us in the last couple of years by getting these big minutes and these solid scores of being a really good workhorse. But yeah, um, I, I see that going down a bit um, unless we do get some injuries. So uh, if he goes below 600, maybe 550, something like that, and he picks his minutes back up again, could be, but yeah, not to start. Liero is probably in a similar mold, mate. If he does get that middle spot, we know he's a obviously a hard worker in defense and you'd imagine many less missed tackles in, in that middle compared to on the edge for him. So yeah, if he could sneak it to a 550 or something like that and then, you know, King was injured as well, then big minutes for him in that middle could be, you know, 60 plus minutes could be massive for him as well. Mm. Yeah. yeah, he he sort of does feel like a, like a Josh King, a, a workhorse type, it's a plotter, doesn't have tons of attack, but does a job. Yeah, he, I think he, he'll do all right in the middle this year. Uh, Nick Meany, mate, you've got downs and avoid if he moves to center. Yeah, I, I just don't see really any reason to grab him unless for some reason he holds on to goal kicking. It, it was eight points uh, a game last year mm. and he's priced at 45. So if he's losing the fullback position and losing goals, I really don't see much value in him at all. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Uh, talk, talk us through Cam Munster, man. I'm pretty excited about him this year. He's come out and said that he's had some issues with his body and and sort of how he's how he played. He had a few things coming into the beginning of last season. He's yeah, the pub, pubis injury, whatever it's called. And uh, yeah. um, obviously having Liero next to him, a bit different to having someone like Bloor. Talk us through him. Yeah, definitely. I, I can't remember exactly what its name was. It was like the same injury that Reynolds was dealing with for a while. It was like, I'll pubis. It was just, yeah. it, well, it's it's not a great one and it's really hard to get rid of. So if he's been able to get that right over the off season and we've got Pappenhausen who just opens up so much space for him just by being there, teams don't know and can't commit compared to like, like last year when they were able to focus more on Munster. So if he can unlock that uh, attack again and he's got Bloor on his outside and he's got Pappenhausen running around and he's got himself fit we could see him push up towards that 62 average he had in 2022. 
So he priced at 55. I do see upside for him. And he was someone I would, after I went through this, I would really love to put him in my team. I, it just, he just kind of doesn't quite fit in my plans. And so unfortunately, I'm probably going to have to let him go and watch him for now. Yeah, yeah. But if you are interested in guys, as you said, almost 4% of teams do own him. And I could see him being about 5% and, and re- doing a really good job for sure. Pat, mate, at 495, my favorite player, if he's uh, named in round one, is he just, you have to have him in your team? Yeah, there's not tons and tons of great uh, mid-range wing fullback options this year. And we know what Pappenhausen can do. Even if he's not 100% start the end, warms into it, especially with that soft start, he's going to make really good money eventually and really good scores. If you're paying less than 500K for someone who's a potential wing fullback keeper, like I don't see much downside. The... The only worry is, does he put in a few shockers to begin with uh, just to start the year? But I mean, everybody's owning him. You're not going to be hurt if he does put out a few ordinary scores to start and then warms into the year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if he's like 650 or something and you were taking a little bit of a punt there that he um, could come out and be good straight away. But if he does come out and and play well the storm are great he's going to benefit from that and i suppose the big thing in that trial that that he ends up playing just watch if he's goal kicking as well and that kind of cements it if he is goal kicking that um you just can't start without him um, when he has you know 60 70 upside that he got in sort of pvl ball and the like as well mate while we're here anyway did you i think we'd already done the manly um pod by this stage but uh in that sixth episode of the the manly docuseries guys the 15 minute episodes on on youtube go on and check them out but um the little clip of them saying that you know tommy is it's the quickest he's run in a couple of years and and that couple of years would be that season the average 70 plus oh how good i really hope he stays on the park because he he's an exciting player uh, but he as you said he is that kind of guy who is a bit more expensive and is a bit harder to just stick in your team with that added pressure of needing to score well in order to be at value or make money. So I'm happy to start with Pappenhausen compared to Turbo. Yeah. Watch him because Turbo is exciting. Yeah. And hearing that news, like if that's a couple of years, the last two years he's been a bit off. Um, Yeah. Like to, to start with that, he has no buyers for a while. There, there are people that are asking him about Turbo and think he's going to be incredible. He has only had that one really good season. Other than that, he's priced at his um you know his averages basically for all of the other years but if he you know if he can go back to that we're not going to push anyone away from from turbo as well mate but uh anyone under this list is pretty well an avoid you've got guys like marion seve who can score pretty well um Rima smith we we're talking about a couple of years ago that was a the option um and then welch you know he's second year back from an acl i think that'll help them through the middle as well and uh not captain anymore but we'll see how many minutes he ends up with and then you've got um, Will Warbrick, who was a who was a gun for us last year, got up to four forty seven. But um, yeah, I think. Do you think he'll have some improvement in him? But again, not really relevant in fantasy at that price. Yeah, it depends how they used him. They used him as a battering ram into like three Fords defending him, so he couldn't get monstrous tackle breaks and and attacking stats a lot of the time. So he had a, a like a seven or a teen scoring him quite often, but he did have a few games where he. Had a couple of tries and scored a 50. So I'd probably see more of the same. I think he'll do all right, but won't be really uh, that value for money for fantasy. 
Definitely, mate. So yeah, a little bit of a little bit of player movement in the forwards, obviously with with Bloor coming in and and Katoa being there. Those two guys having having the value. But you got a few guys losing a fair bit of cash and and changing roles as well. Talk us through your pack predictor and sort of what you're looking for here in trials as well. Yeah, well, it, it's quite interesting because they're another one of those teams who have got a few really big minute forwards and then a couple that you just put into the rest of the spots. So in order to combat that, I, I, I've checked this because it didn't kind of seem really right, but they did it a lot of last year. And that was run two guys who don't play that many minutes, but can if required. So they played Garlic as, as a middle sometimes and take a few minutes of Harry Grant if needed. That's pretty much his role. And Wishart sort of is outside back cover and just like literally playing like five or 10 minutes a game. So honestly, if you want to avoid anybody in the whole of fantasy please do not buy tyron wishart he might average five points a game but uh, yeah other other than that it's pretty much the edges because they play 80 minutes harry grant's going to play around 80 minutes your nas welsh kamikamika are all pretty good players who will demand minutes so there's not a lot of room when you add in like a josh king they're, they're all gonna cancel each other out a little bit yes it's just pretty simply Create a hooker, Bloor and Katoa is where the, the value is minutes wise as well, anyway, because King King obviously played, you know, he was 60 odd high almost 670, wasn't he? For for Josh King. So yeah, there's no real value for minutes anywhere else, as we've seen with that um that Sharky's uh pack predictor as well. Is you know, when both edges are, are pretty well 80 minute guys, it's it's hard to find value anywhere anywhere else unless they're a 250 to 300 k guy, hey. Yeah. Um it it's it's really hard to see where much value is going to uh, arise in this pack. If, even if we do see something like Aloyero starting lock and Josh King moves into the prop rotation and they don't need as many middles on the bench and they have a bench edge, like maybe that's how Arth finally gets a couple of NRL games. Is how Arth then going to score well? No, he's not. He's going to be a 20-minute bench edge and not do a lot. So really, it's just those... Those two edges who you've got, we've got currently, and Grant, if you want to start with him. Yeah, and then you're looking at the draw mate, and there's a fair bit of red to begin things. And you're looking at the guys that we'd be looking at in this pack predictor and the outside backs. There's not many, um, but yeah, you know, halves we mentioned in in Munster and and Hughesy. There you've got the two edges, and you've got Hooker, and really uh, those guys are looking for some type of attacking stats. All of them. You know, Grant, obviously, you know that's where he becomes the best hooker in the game. So the start is, is fairly tough. There could be some close games, but that sort of round six to to 12 was probably where the bread's going to get butted and, and potentially sort of round 14 to to round 18 there as well. So it could be a nice run following that buy round to, to get some value out of these guys, especially if they don't go up in that first three games. Yeah, there's... There's definitely opportunity for you to pick up a couple of these guys later, especially after you've eyeballed their start, because there is a good chance that even if they've started all right, they haven't really got out of hand yet because they've been limited by those early games. If you've started against uh, the guys who finished the top four spots in the ladder that weren't you in your as your first four games, I don't <laughs> think you're going to run away with three or four consecutive 60s as an, as an outside back. Mm, yeah, so that might, might mean that yeah, we're we're interested in these in these a few of these guys to start, but um, might give you that opportunity that you don't actually miss out on them, and you can just get them a little bit later when your team values up. And um, there's a couple of those mid rangers that that don't work out. There'll be one or two that don't, and and you can um, 
look to upgrade them or, or or however that works during that time. So, yeah, I'm expecting them to be a fun team to watch again. Um, yeah, keen to see how Pap goes in, on return and really keen to see how Bloor goes on that left and and how they use obviously Bloor and and uh, and Katoa there with you know Nelson coming through the middle and yeah they they're a super fun team when they when they're flying aren't they and then Pap sort of just in there supporting at all times. So yeah, I I have them clearly at sort of. You know, into the spots two to two or three uh, in for my ladder mate. Do you have them sort of there as well? Clearly in the top four. Yeah, I, I probably have them second or third as well. It's it's hard to it's hard to predict uh, exactly where they all relate to someone like the Broncos, who might be up the top again or might just slide a tiny bit. So either way, they're going to be up the top somewhere. Definitely. Well, big thanks to you for coming on, mate. Everyone, description, Discord. Community League, it's all in there. Um, Get around it and uh, yeah, enjoy the next few days. See you later.